Hey, hey, Bachelor PhD coming at you. This is the podcast where we talk about Jon Stewart back at the helm of The Daily Show. Uh, is, is this that show? Yep, this is the, the <laughs> show where we talk about Jon Stewart. Yeah. It was funny, it was good. He talked about Biden being old. Wow, what a revelation. Um, a lot to get to, Craig, don't you think? Eh. I mean, it's yeah, all the we same. We did have like, uh, like four hours of content this week. Yeah, but it's all the same content. I don't know. I would like to talk about endometriosis, you know, because she was very, very coy, not forthcoming with the actual diagnosis until the date. She I don't remember if you guys remember in the intro package, she had said, I have something. I don't know if she said disease or not that probably won't allow me to have children. And she kept Mm -hmm. saying that. And she being Lexi. Lexi, right? Short for, I don't know, Alexis. Or not short for, I don't know. Um, right. And. Well, look, I, the thing that well, bugged me mm-hmm. is that they have this whole nighttime date where she she explains that she can't probably have kids of her own, right? Mm-hmm. And then in the next scene, he's, uh, Joey sits down with Daisy and they're picking out kid names together. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that I was mean, kind of that was mean. It, no, I don't think it was mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's. It was mean, mean on the part of the. It's mean, mean on the part the of editing, the editors, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think he was. I'm sure when he's having a conversation with one woman, he's not thinking I shouldn't talk about children with her because you know Lexi told me the other day she might not be able to biologically right. have children, so this is insensitive. It's like, well, no, they're kind of compartmentalizing their relationships well, with sure. the women anyway, but right? The, ed- the way they edited it was kind of. Don't I you don't know. think that they, in that case, don't you think that Joey is actually very concerned with having kids and would not date someone? Right. Well. So Lexi could be cut. I mean, we don't know. Oh, we, we know. I mean, okay. I think she's going to be. But what I'm saying is, he kind of, I would consider that. Uh, I know what he said was things people want to hear. But I think that's not true. He does care a lot. I mean, very right. few men care a lot. I kind of think the same thing of her ex. I'm like, was this guy just trying to get out of a relationship? He's like, uh, I really want to have kids, just like most dudes. Goodbye. <laughs> I will say I have actually had a very similar experience to what Lexi's dumping was like, which was a disagreement over. I mean, honestly, I don't know if I can biologically have kids or not because I haven't really tried to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because I am a person who is not, I'm sort of like, I don't really think I want kids. I'm open to the possibility right. someday. Of potentially having one. However, I am in my late 30s, which means <laughs> if I really wanted to have one, that window is probably closing soon, right? So my ex and I had this conversation where he really wants to have kids. And I was like, I could see someday having them, but for me to be ready, I'm going to be like 45 plus probably, you know, which means having them naturally is uh, unlikely. You know, so I was like, how do you feel about adoption? Because I feel like that would be fine with me if we wanted to have a kid and I'm ready for it and we adopt because I'm not going to biologically have one. And he said he really wanted to have his own biological children. 
Mm. And I was like, I don't. So I did when Lexi was talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, because I, too, have dated a man who really wants his own biological children, which I find kind of odd. Honestly, I'm like, does it really matter that much if these kids are biologically yours? Like, doesn't matter to me. If it didn't, Kings, Kings wouldn't murder their queens. Yeah, but it's kind of a different situation like first of all they don't do that now they did that hundreds of years ago yeah i watched the tutors they wouldn't wouldn't know for sure if it was their like their wife could have had an affair that could be somebody else's kid and they wouldn't know you know what i mean like so i i don't know it's it's odd to me that there are people feel strongly about this this is the only time watching the show I have ever felt on EZR's side where i think joey said something he's supposed to say but i'm not sure if it's accurate or not because he did say the right things to be like you know it's so hard that you went through that i'm sorry and like i want you to know that's not the only important thing which is true you know like for most people it's not the most important thing in the world and also for all he knows a lot of these women might not be able to biologically have their own kids and they simply haven't tried yet so they don't know you know what i mean like yeah it's she happens to know it might be hard for her to do but a lot of people don't know that until they actually make the attempt and right. just see just, what happens. But yeah, the way he sort of, he wasn't, he wasn't enthusiastic enough for my liking on the being like, it's not that important, you right. know? Well, it, you know, I think uh, Bachelor Nation would have jumped all over that priest for having said, even though most women who watch The Bachelor <laughs> want to have kids, want to have their own kids for having said, you're not a complete family until you have kids. Um, which I honestly, I, I, I don't, I, it, I don't know why that would bother someone. Why what a priest says, because obviously they're living in some other time in their head. So like, that's fine with me. That's what you think. That's like, you know, getting advice from the past. Okay. And then she, uh, she agrees with the priest. Lexi does. She says, yeah, yeah, I, I have a mothering instinct. Or she agrees with Joey saying, you have a mothery instinct. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Now, I'll tell you that I, I'm going to take the hard biological line here, though, on the other, on the flip side of this, is that some people are called to biologically reproduce. That is me. I have an animal instinct that I cannot and did not ignore. Um, I couldn't not. Uh, I don't You couldn't know. not. Right. I have that thing in my brain, in my loins. It's like reproduce. Do it. (laughs) Loins. Like I can't. can't. Hey, you said it, not me. (laughs) I mean, I get it is so foreign to me just because that's never a feeling I've had. You know what I mean? Like I've never been like, wow can't wait to be a mother someday you know you don't have that burning in your loins i do not and (laughs) i don't know if this is society tells me that this should be unusual for a woman from what what we're told is like women should want to have children and i've simply never never felt like it was that important to me you know what i mean so i feel like it's so foreign to me when people are like you know, like, oh, I, I need to have my, I feel like I need to be a mother. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I've never felt that, you know. <laughs> like, right. But I do know other folks who have felt like this, right? Like, I mean, my best friend from college had a kid last year. And I was sort of shocked because almost none of my friends have children. 
Right. And I was like, oh, you you wanted to have a kid? Oh, that's weird. You know. <laughs> but she did, and so she had one. All right. Yeah. Um, I I could play him, you know, making her feel better in a little bit because it's part of my audience badge dance speak of the week. Although I didn't get all the ones I wanted to because I was kind of like rolling my eyes. Okay, this is what I wanted to get to though on the endometriosis part. I have a few friends who have this condition. Um, and it's exactly what she said. Uh, reproductive tissue grows outside of the uterus. So it's just, you're just constantly bleeding, right? It is painful. Um, and every month or like month and a half or sometimes every six months, they have this debilitating. I mean, they cannot get out of bed. They are incapacitated. It sounds horrible. Wouldn't that be more relevant to bring up than kids? Mm. Like, I am, I, I am shocked that someone would suffer from something that is puts you in a bed for days, maybe once a month, maybe you know five times a year, and that's what you bring up is something that's like a possibility. Yeah, I think that's actually a good point, because I also have friends that have endometriosis. And so I've heard about how painful the condition is. And I even had a friend who recently, I was like, I don't know what surgery it was. I think she got like a hysterectomy hysterectomy, so that she wouldn't she wouldn't have to deal with the pain anymore. Right. And that in terms of medical issues, it's actually very hard for women with endometriosis to get a doctor to give them a hysterectomy when they're as young as my friend was, because so many doctors are like, what if you want a child? And they're like, what if I just want a life without pain? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, um, <laughs> that part to me stood out as this person is not grounded in reality. Because if I was healed over in pain every month, five times a year, 10 times a year, I wouldn't be like, for my children. For my children, I might never have, you know, like, I don't, I wouldn't do that. I don't think a lot of people yeah. would. I mean, I wonder if it's simply, uh, I think it could be the thing that she really does want to try to ha- naturally have children, but also potentially that instead of talking about it as like a medical condition where if she was living with a partner, they might have to help take care of her or something for a few days a month, right? Yeah. But instead of bringing up that aspect of being like, oh, you know, not only does it make it potentially harder for me to have children, it also causes me extreme pain. And like, you know, is something where someday I might get surgery to remove my uterus or whatever, you know, um, that maybe she's conditioned to think like that's the only thing a male partner would care about is whether or not they can have kids, not that she would be in pain frequently. Well, if Joey were a king, you know, oh, my God. Well, yes, in your scenario, Craig, that is the only thing the king would care about. It's like, he probably would have already divorced her or beheaded her. Beheaded her, yeah. (laughs) Um, I I just, it's crazy to me that she would not bring up the more important and more relevant and more like, you know, now. This is happening now. You know, it might happen on, it probably will happen on their six weeks or eight weeks they have on The Bachelor. So... Yeah, it's interesting to think about like what what would happen in terms of filming if she has a really painful episode during this. Would they just like let her skip a group date? Like, would it be brought up at all? As a Zoom a Zoom rose ceremony, oh, a la Zach. 
<laughs> no, that was so good. He's like, you do not get a rose. Goodbye. <laughs> Zoomed. Um, I, I guess I'll round this out by playing his. It, he says a few things here. He talks, you know, things that women would like. But let's, I guess, focus in on um, the how he consoles Lexi, which was interesting. You need to know how special you are and how much you deserve everything because I can understand from any type of past experience when something like that comes out, you just, you think there's something that's wrong with you. You do, you do. There isn't. That shouldn't ever make someone run away or be afraid of being in a relationship with Lexi because there's so much more to Lexi than just that. I made a... (laughs) Why is he talking about her? She's right there. Um, He's like a robot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He is robot He does it to everyone, too. He's like, thank you. First off, thank you so much for sharing with me. I mean, it's just classic therapy speak you learn on Instagram, you know, or TikTok or whatever. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm so glad, you know, like it's just it goes by the numbers. And because we watched two episodes crush, you know, jam together, we heard that same breakdown five times. Like he said it to Maria and he said it to um who like i um kelsey and then he said it to some to uh lexi he said it to someone else like it was just all like that kelsey okay, wait, what about the her eye challenge nights oh. oh yeah the eye challenge thing was interesting uh i the like the night costumes you know they had to stare at him for like uh, was it two minutes or whatever they said that each woman has to go up I and mean, stare at so- him by night it dates, so you don't awkward. mean nighttime dates. You mean yes, night as night in with a K, K as in I the nights of THC. Malta. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, that was an odd part. I loved all the night outfits. I feel like the theme itself was perfectly fine. I did not like the sausage wheel. Yeah, no, I don't uh, think anyone liked that. No, I don't think I anyone think liked it. And I, I spent a lot of time Googling... Bad. To be like, is this a real thing? And no, the only results are the Bachelor episode. Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's when Daisy pulls out her honestly not weird names for kids. I know three oceans and and then I know another one who's like my age. That's not a like. That's oh, a, you're talking about the baby names? Yeah. That was the the night portion of the night date. The night portion of the night date. I did laugh at, like, Joey got so excited when she said Ocean. Did you see his face? Like, he was like, ha you love hippie names, I see. And I was like, oh, I think Joey loves hippie names. He's really into it. No, I think it goes with his one true thing I believe about him, which is he wants to live away from Pennsylvania on the coast in, on, you know, Somewhere with palm trees. I think he's like, oh my God, you get me. You get the one thing about me. <laughs> I think there's a Vanderpump Rules person that has a kid named Ocean. Yeah. I mean, like I don't hate it, honestly, as a name. It's kind of pretty. It is like obviously one of those like inanimate object kind of names, you know. But <laughs> as far as they go, it's one of the better ones, I'd say. What yeah, about the other I- one, Coco? Was yeah, it's a, oh, it's, it, Coco it's like is short for something, Colette. right? Colette, short That's for cute. Colette. Nice name. Yeah, it, but the thing is, those are super on brand for that generation. Like those do not; those are the Britneys and Tiffanys of now. <laughs> of yeah, they're like popular now. baby names. 
But I don't like that when they act like they're weird or out there. They're very, very common now. Yeah. That is the common name. So it's a little bit, um, I don't know. It kind of annoys me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say this as someone who all, who like, you know, uh, growing up, I had two girls that were bullies, and now we're friends on Facebook, and they named their kids something like that. And I'm like, didn't you make fun of my name in kindergarten? So right. it's kind of like, I guess maybe it's just personal trauma or something. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. It is also like, to me, there's different styles of baby names. The kind that Daisy named are the kind that are like hip and in right now versus the kind that a lot of people make fun of, which are like the, the Mormon Utah baby names, which are like a different brand of. Yeah. Like Brexley or something. Yes. Like yeah. Yes. Where you're like, wait, what are you talking about? Like that one meme of the woman who put up the names on the blackboard and it was like right. Lakin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on back up here though. I have a question mm-hmm. for you. You remember being bullied in kindergarten? Yeah. I was new to this country and I spoke English or whatever, you know, I did it not. But I remember it wasn't exactly bullying, like someone would torment me daily. But I remember being not nice, people being weird about a name. And I'm like, so those people now want their kids to explain their name constantly. Right. You know, I'm like, I went through, I still go, I still explain my name constantly. But it's not the same level. It is people act all sorts of ways, but um, it's it's I don't if I have to go into a store where I where I'm just going to have a 10 second interaction with someone, I'm going to not give my real name because (laughs) I don't want to deal with it. So it's not fun or cute to do that to a kid Mm. is my thing. And my parents, you know, where they're from, where my mom's from, it's a common name. So it's not mm. like my parents are trying to be weird or something. I see. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Sometimes I even give a fake name and my name is not uncommon at all. But for some reason, my spelling has become like the less common way. So I just get annoyed at having to spell it. So sometimes if I'm like going, if I'm going to like order coffee and they ask for your name, I'll say my name is Kate, which is a name yeah. I never go by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My name, you know, it's a... Uh doesn't really spark much interest by anyone (laughs) yeah that's kind of what yeah well anyway okay look i really 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 want to get to the sydney maria part really 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 um really it was i mean the bachelor took us on this ride on this nonsensical ride. And they tend to do this in Bachelor in Paradise because they literally lose the plot. Like they have no idea what they're doing as they're doing it, even though they don't film in real time. So what dropouts are these? Like what school do these producers go to that they have no (laughs) idea how to like carry a storyline all the way through, right? Last week- What's that, uh, what's the the New York Film Academy that they have out here? That's what it's oh. called, I think. Yeah, that's what it's called. I think it's called the New York Film Academy. That's where you go. Okay. Well, they are horrible at television. it. Um, they, they, they told us last week that Sydney was kind of without support. They showed us that through 
a quiet um, talent show portion through her cutting people off. And this week, they showed Sydney again, more or less lying, or at least not showing us if she actually was standing up for people or if she was randomly targeting Maria. Um, okay. Anything you guys want to say about that <laughs> cavern, going through the cavern state, <laughs> going through the water, you know, the pirate ship. The blue, the blue. The blue grotto, I think she said. Yes, the blue grotto, yes. Yeah, I was fascinated by the fact that Fascinated. You were fascinated? Okay, I found it very interesting to me that both (laughs) in the lead up to the date and when they're on that little boat where it's the three of them, what we see is Maria trying to be really positive. And she's like flirting with Joey and putting her hand on his knee and like her head on his shoulder and stuff. And Sydney's just sitting there being like, "Mm," you know, and like they're in the crowd. And so, like, it was just interesting to me that they were like, oh, it seems like Maria is really trying to be like, I'm basically pretending that Sydney isn't here and trying to, like, silver lining this situation. Right. Whereas Sydney is so set on being like, I have to tell Joey that Maria is the <laughs> devil and she keeps attacking me, that I cannot flirt with him or have any sort of, like, low key small talk going on here because that will show weakness if I deviate mm-hmm. at all from my plan of being like, I hate her. She's the devil. She must go. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Maria definitely did not tell Leah, Leah to shut the F up. Yeah. I mean, you just can't imagine that. it. It like, would have come out again, you know? Yes. People would have mentioned it. And if it had happened, I know like they obviously shape narratives on this show, but they would love the drama of if she actually said that to Leah. And Leah also hasn't mentioned it so far in any of her things. And she clearly hates Maria anyway. So you think if something big like that had happened, that she probably would have brought it up in some of her commentary as well to be like, oh, I hate Maria because she was so rude to me when she told me to shut the F up. You know, and like only Sydney says it this one time on this date. It has never come up otherwise. It just seems like she was grasping at straws to come up with something that was like so heinous that Joey would have to believe it. Yeah. I, I want to get back to Maria and the women, but one thing I thought was so great for those of us who were firmly in the bachelor's camp in terms of storyline and Sydney's retro, you know, the retribution part, um, I don't know if he did this to stroke his own ego, but he sat both the women down at dinner and like said, plead your case to me. <laughs> I was like, that was so, what the fuck? That is some, that is not like, how, how does Bachelor Nation think that's okay? Okay. What did he really say? What did he really say? I don't know. I think it was, um, he said it in a, in a, in a Joey yeah. way. He just said this thing I said, except in a Joey way, which means women go, Oh, this is a, this is a uh, evidence-based podcast yeah he said something about how he needed to ask them one last question and then it was something like do you see a future with us and then they each gave their little speeches what i heard was tell me you give show me all the love and maybe (laughs) i will choose you here is sydney remind me not to 
go to court with you, EZR. I'm I, like, that's what I, that tell is the, what happened. Tell the jury what you thought you heard. No, that is what happened. But, you know, you might see it differently because you like him or because, you know, you want, oh. but that, listen to what Sydney says back. If that's not the question, then this isn't the answer. I think the reason why I've been, you know, speaking my truth, putting myself in these uncomfortable situations, having these difficult conversations is because, like, I see so much potential with me and you. And I think in a way, like, me showing up is me fighting for you. And it shows the partner that I would be for you, which is the partner that would show up, would fight for you. So, yeah, I definitely do see the future with you. I appreciate you sharing that. If you don't hear begging, I hear begging. And I hear, I also heard asking, like, would you beg? You know? Uh, I don't know if I hear begging exactly. I hear wanting to stay on the show. Yeah, that's what that is. um, A way of trying to spin what her whole story has been into something that somehow makes sense romantically. Because from what we've seen, they don't have a romantic vibe at all, her and Joey, right? Like, they've never been shown kissing on this show so far. Like, they've never really been shown flirting. So, like... Yeah, so why is he asking her for that? I don't know. I mean, I guess to get, like, a a time where they try to justify being like, we have a connection together. I laughed out loud when she said it would show the type of partner I would be for you. And I texted Jocelyn and said, yeah, the type of partner who would like punch somebody at a bar because she thought they looked at Joey the wrong way. You know, (laughs) (laughs) type of partner would fly off the handle over something seemingly minor. (laughs) I do think that if most men said, Hey, in front of each other, plead your cases. That'd be weird. I don't know, you know, Bachelor Nation cares or clocked it, but that was weird. I didn't clock him saying that exactly. No, he didn't say that exactly. But <laughs> I, I that, know he is, didn't. that is what happened, and that's what he meant. <laughs> and he has a, he's a, he said, yeah, like, why would you want, you know, it's like, that was weird. I don't know. You don't think that's weird to do it in front of each other? That Even they if you do that. They, that's how the two-on-one date is designed. The two-on-one date. Okay, good. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> well, we're talking about it. No, I'm saying the two-on-one is such a vestige of the early 2000s. Um, I. I I, I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of, this is, the, the two-on-one is no longer at all acceptable with Bachelor Nation. Except when, quote, it's to, like, settle a fight, right? Because women or whoever, the contestants, men and women, say, if you like them, you definitely won't like me. Which is weird. You can like all sorts of people. <laughs> I never get that reasoning. Um, but this is important to bring up because... I kept thinking, like, why is Joey so important and so forgivable and so everything to everybody? And we talk about this a lot, which is kind of the basis of our pro- of our podcast here. In the 2000s, when the show started, it was a balance of what women want in men and the 1950s. 
and they Venn diagrammed these things, right? That's what the bachelor is, is a Venn diagram. Slowly, those circles have been pushing out away from each other, separating, right? What women want is very different from the 1950s now. There is no overlap, zero, but maybe there is for a small subset of women in this country. Um, and I think Joey bridges them both. He's, but I, I want to caveat that, that he's a blunt object. He doesn't do them both with finesse. He doesn't straddle some line carefully. He just gives women compliments and then he plays the game. He does them both back and forth. He's cordial, he's a gentleman, and he's fake empowering to everybody. So I kind of want, yeah, this to me is like my microcosm of how libs, liberals, win the culture mm. wars, Daily Show watcher. Um, and a generation after it was important to merge the 1950s with what women want and how those two things are no longer overlapping. How... Joey is kind of perfect because, again, to me, he's not a great <laughs> bridge, but he is a bridge and he makes sense in that role. Okay, so <laughs> help me out here. What are you saying in one sentence? What I'm saying is that the two on one date makes no sense. Okay. Except when. <laughs> Someone like Joey, or in this case, Joey, tries to make it make sense. And to me, it comes out super cringy. It's not a good thing. It's but not something I'm defending. Can't you say that Joey is a victim of circumstance when it comes to you not liking he's a, what he's saying? I, I think he's lo he's loving it. I think he, he lives in it. He loves that. I he think loves the two-on-one date? Look, not, it wasn't on that one part, but all throughout the episode, he kept trying to get weird ego boosts from people. Like, I just wanted you to say it. Yeah, tell me how handsome I am. You look great. Oh, aren't you going to tell me I look great? Like, he kept doing those things, and I feel he like... Did? Yeah, he has... Yes. Yes, he did. Uh, 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 all throughout... I could tell you when to who he said it, but you could also... there's It's all up there. He said it to... Uh, Leah, Leah, he said, like, I want you to tell me how good I look. I he think. did not he, say Yes, that. he did. Right, I yes, do not remember that. <laughs> it was, he's like, I just want you to say it to me. Like the butterflies with Lex, with um, Kelsey. He said little things like that all throughout the episode. I'll pull it out for next week. I didn't yeah, think make it a super cut. Yeah, I will. He does it all the time. Well, he I always wants to a difference between... I want you to tell me how handsome I look and I want you to tell me how you feel about me. Be specific because you're being vague and I want to know. <laughs> well, that's, I, I don't know that those, you know, when he had them both do it at the table, I do think that's weird. I think there's really not any way to spin that that's not weird. Yeah, but I also assume that's just a thing that he was kind of told going in there is like, before you make your final decision, which I assume he had literally already made in his head, uh, they're like, you know, ask them about, you know, their future. And then you can just see, like, I don't think he went in there being like, I've got to get each of them to tell me how much they love me so I can make this cut harder on one of them. You know, no, like, I don't I think he thought that. 
I don't think he minds doing stuff like that. I think anyone else would see how cringy and difficult and not okay that would be. But he was kind of like, yeah, sure, okay. And he pulls it off because people want because people want him to pull it off. Because I, he's handsome and has natural charisma. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, but, but I, I don't, don't know. Is this different from any two-on-one we've seen? Yes, before? yes. I've been watching two-on-one since when they were socially acceptable. And I went back when they were socially acceptable. That would happen, kind of. You know, they would be... Back then, there was catty women. That doesn't really exist anymore. It's different now. You have to call someone a bully to be catty, right? <laughs> and she called Maria, Sydney called Maria catty, which is kind of right. like, what? What? Um, but back then, it was important to do that because then you could see them fight. Now they won't fight. They'll just sit there, <laughs> which is pretty good. Right. Um, okay. I do want to get to the Leah fight, which is important for Craig to see and understand. Right? See and understand what? Okay. Here is Leah with her girl world fight that I think a lot of people are going to have trouble understanding unless we really take it piece by piece. So here is why she picks the fight, according to her. Right now, no one cares that Sydney went home. I thought we would have been a little bit more bummed. They're all, like, being nice to Maria. You know, if I was Sid, like, I would be really, really disappointed. Especially with Medina. So frustrated with how everything went down with Medina and Sid. It's frustrating that one second she's, you know, Team Sid, and the second Maria walks in, she's voicing how she's so happy for her. I just, like, want to, like, bring some things to the light. I don't care if I need to stand up and be brave. I have a voice, and I'm not afraid to use it. And then we can listen to her confront Medina about the things she just said, which were what, Craig? Like, what did Leah say? To Medina? No, that she what what is her reason for picking this fight, according to Leah? Do you want Craig to answer this or me? (laughs) I guess not Craig if he's not understanding. He's already lost. Okay. She is upset because Medina is not showing loyalty to the girl group that Leah feels she should be in. So in her mind, right, right, Sydney and Sydney's side of the argument medina is included in that and so how dare medina apparently forgive maria and act nice to maria when sydney just got sent home and sydney was her girl here she is leah said that she goes to war for her friends so yeah (laughs) and that that she's different than medina because she would never do this yes i feel like sid leaving Mm -hmm. made a lot of things a lot more real mm-hmm. um, and a lot more serious. I feel like I'm just like, honestly, like a little bit frustrated and confused about how like you've navigated this mm-hmm. because last night you called Sid like one of your best friends and you were hoping she was gonna come home. But Maria walks in the door and you kind of like switch up mm-hmm. and you're like, oh Maria, I'm so happy for you. You look so good. Like mm-hmm. your narrative changes a bit to kind of... Maria knows that Sydney and I are close. 
I don't have to be mean to Maria because Cindy was my friend. I'm not saying that you need, need to be mean. But that's why, well, you act like I'm like purposefully doing this. I'm trying to navigate this situation the best I can. And I think like you critiquing how I'm doing it is- I just want like, I just want to give like clarity. And you don't have to understand how, you don't have to understand how I'm navigating this journey. I don't understand how you're doing or any other the girls, but I'm not pulling them aside to tell them they should do it this way. Like, okay, and I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I'm like, haven't been like the, the friend that you would like expect me to be but like i'm already hard enough on myself so like i'm just trying to like literally navigate through the situation the best i can and like you saying that is like extremely hurtful because like i'm just like literally trying to like get through this i just like hope that you know me just having this conversation with you can give some you know perspective okay uh, okay so what am i not getting here easier <laughs> that as a man i'm supposed to be getting I mean, well, what's going on? And I still think Leah's completely wrong for it. I I just want, despite the underlying motivations, which I think there are underlying motivations, what Leah's doing is a girl world fight that it's really hard to capture. Because as I remember it, when I would get in arguments like these, that didn't quite have a starting point or didn't have like a definite starting point. Like she pushed me. This is very, very nebulous. And so I like seeing these arguments on television and Craig, honestly, like I was thinking about it. I'm like, Oh, how embarrassing is it to have your girl world argument on television? Then I started thinking, well, what is that? What cable news does all the time It said, this guy says this guy, this guy. And then that guy started talking about these two guys. Like it just does these, you know, chains. Um, and wait so how is this my fault no no it's not your fault i just want to see if you <laughs> if you understand what's happening do you understand what's happening if i open my mouth i'll get in trouble i'm sure so i'm just gonna no. sit back and listen no see okay, now i'm interested so do you do you understand Leah's perspective here or she says perspectivize yes that's <laughs> like what the hell is perspectivize go ahead do I understand why she's mad at Medina? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because Medina was a turncoat, was was for Sydney, and then when Sydney left, was for Maria. Okay. That's pretty mm-hmm. simple. Yeah, that's pretty simple. Now let's see the the spillover aftermath because it obviously just doesn't end there. You know, Leah did not go to Medina, give her perspective, and they agreed to disagree. No, 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 Craig. This is the best part. What did I do? No, no. I'm just, I'm trying to make sure we're caught up at every step of the way. I think you're bullying me. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. You just knocked me down like 20 points. Ready? She calls her effing bitch. perspectives are completely different than, you know, what I would perspectivize in this situation. It was so unproductive. Really? It's just like, she just doesn't get it. I don't think we'll see eye to eye on this. I have a high standard for like the friends that I keep. Yeah. But I know that like all of my friends would have my back. Back home, my friends and I would go to war for each other. Mm-hmm. I'm like, clearly you're just not one of those people. That's okay. And I was so gentle about it. I hope she doesn't make it a thing. I just like want to let her know like, I can't be fake. I don't want to be fake. Sydney inserted herself for her and Maria doesn't give a, a single about any of this. But she want to use all of our curling irons. Yeah. Bring your own. That really upsets her. Okay. The curling that- iron thing made me also laugh out loud because, okay, from the way I understand this, right, is oh. the original genesis mm-hmm. of all of this is 
Sydney overheard Maria making what sounded like mocking comments about how 31 isn't that old, so Medina shouldn't be upset about it. Well, right. let, let's just let's just asterisk that in that she wanted to make it a mocking. Yes, Sydney. She absolutely it. did, and I think part of what's going on here with Leah is she feels like, you know, Medina was the heart of the original beef. Defending Medina was the first thing that that Sydney did. So how dare Medina decide that she's not mad at Maria anymore and that she can be friendly with Maria? And listening to this, I was reminded that, as we know, Medina is 31 years old. Leah is 23. And I think that made a big difference in this conversation because when they're talking and... I think Leah did not expect her confrontation with Medina to go the way it did. I think she thought she'd be like, remember how you're supposed to be on our side? And Medina would be like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. I'll stop being nice to Maria. Yeah, you're totally right. Cool, cool, cool. And Medina was like, I don't have to be mean to her just because Sydney didn't like her. And now Sydney's gone. And Leah finds that outrageous that somebody could break ranks from one girl group to decide that she does not hate their common enemy anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But does she, it's just wild because Leah's 23 and she's like, we, I'm the president of We Hate Maria Club now that Sydney's gone. I got to pick up the torch where Sydney left. We will not I will not stand for Maria still being here. I will eliminate Maria or die trying. Yeah. And I also think that the same as with Sydney, she's using whatever she can to hate maria like i don't think she actually yes like the stupid curling iron comment like you know she she wants to use her curling irons bring your own and it's like okay so here is medina and maria talking and this really upsets maria obviously that even though sydney's gone who she thought was you know the 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 ultimate the last boss it's not leah's the last boss oh Everyone's like, Matt, I'm going to be nice to you. Why am I so hated here? I don't know. I don't hate you. That makes me upset. They're getting mad, the fact that you were just nice to me. That's not okay. Yeah. That hurts my feelings. And... Well, I don't want to, like, make you upset. No, no. I'm just like, why do I have to feel like the, like, odd one out here? And that's not nice. And the fact that people are getting mad at you for that hurts my feelings. Yeah, I mean, it it was, like, a very uncomfortable conversation. She literally said, I'm the reason Sydney got sent home. Oh, my God. Yeah, that sucks. It sucks. I'll just leave it at this, but just, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it spills over into here. crazy It thing. does suck. Right. right? Like, this situation of being like, you have this one woman who you felt like was attacking you basically over nothing. You were trying to squash the arguments. You were trying to be like, no, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Please stop bringing this up. She goes home. You feel like, okay, finally, I can be a little looser. I can be a little bit more myself again. And then she's like, oh, but everyone still hates me. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's sad. It's a bad feeling when this has happened to you. And as I am a girl, it has happened to me. (laughs) Yeah. And Maria, I mean, rightfully so. Spirals the way Leah wanted her to. It sucks. It sucks in that moment to be like, oh, everyone hates me. They all hate me for a reason that I don't understand and seemingly cannot defend against because nothing I do or say is right. And I also feel bad for Medina, too, because she feels like, you know, she's being put on the outs now for just not agreeing with the party line. 
there's plenty of girls who are totally okay with Medina, but they, I mean, with Medina, with Maria, but they don't speak mm-hmm. up because yep, they, they don't silent. have to. They're like, they whatever, don't I don't want to deal with it. And I think they also know if you're watching this happen and you're one of these people, like, like I would say, like, Kelsey A is one of these people, right? She's not in the girl group with Leah. She is seemingly totally fine with Maria, and she even slightly defends her in one of the later episodes, right? Mm-hmm. But she's mostly not saying anything because Wait, I think if you're witnessing what later this, episode, oh, the Tuesday episode. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh yeah, Monday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that like I think if you're seeing this as one of the girls who's like not in Leah's friend group, not in the the old Sydney gang, the hate Maria gang, that you're like, why would I want to bring attention to myself? And then also be ostracized from these women in the house and maybe have their attention turned to me instead of Maria. Uh, Like, it's safer to just be quiet. Yeah. Well, you know, it kind of paints Leah as not in with, you know, she doesn't no longer has a lot of integrity. Instead, she's very righteous for no apparent reason. And Mm -hmm. to me, it seems like it's it's unrecognized jealousy and. A lot of it is probably reality show spiraling because you are stuck with a bunch of people and you're not sure what to do. And you're freaking out because you're like, this guy has to like me. But Maria is fun and carefree. Now, if I could take you into like someone she reminds me of now, but Courtney Robinson and Courtney Robinson is like the evil version of Maria. Maria seems like the good version of her. So the perceived pressure that the I hate Maria club is building, you know, an easy punching bag, not just because she's fun and carefree, but because she cannot defend herself. She is having trouble doing that. And I think mm-hmm. um, someone like Maria, who was, ma- who was malicious, would have no trouble defending themselves. But Maria cannot. She's, she's, she's at yeah. a loss. She's like, what's going on? Like, why? Mm-hmm. What did I do? And I get that. She's, She's honestly, she's too beautiful, like for her own good. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that no, is I rarely true. I think a lot now. of it is Maria is very like she is a person who has kind of a strong personality that could potentially grate on somebody's nerves without her trying. She's very beautiful. She's very fun. She's kind of carefree. She has chemistry with Joey and she's not trying super hard about it. Mm. Those are all things that would make somebody jealous of you. Right. And yeah, that I don't, I think if she were somebody who is truly like plotting and scheming and a a villain, she would have a better defense against all of these women coming up against her, right? Like she would have been able to play this to Joey better as like a victimization thing to be like, all these women are so mean to me. And it's simply because they see our connection and they're jealous, you know, and she isn't really playing that with Joey like that, right? Like she's trying to be like, yeah, please, this isn't true. Just don't listen to that. You know what I mean? Like, she isn't playing it that way, which makes me feel like she is not the bad person that all of these women want to play her out as. I will say I've seen Aaliyah has commented online that she feels like her producers are doing her dirty, which they are to a certain extent, right? Like, they are egging her to say certain things that they can then use in this. But nobody can make you do all of this exactly this way if you didn't want to do it anyway you know what I mean like they could not have made her pull Medina to have this conversation where she like tries to girl bully her right and be like why aren't you falling in line like you know what I mean like they can't make her say it that way or say that she and Medina have different morals and that's why you know I was like 
oh yeah your morals are to be to be with your girls whether they're right or wrong okay yeah yeah right or die yeah exactly so i feel like the way she says it and the stuff she does is like yes they're gonna leave it in and they are certainly egging you on to like say certain things and the way she says stuff in the tuesday episode is also very much like you can tell she's having a conversation with a producer where she thinks they're on her side, right? Oh, yeah, where she's like, I'm on point, look at exactly. me, look where at she's me. Exactly, like, oh, yes. like, it was like, peep the earrings, peep the dress, peep the nails. And it's like, oh, she's having fun because she thinks that this person thinks that she's also right and that she's so cool and great. And but honestly, they're, that's... They're pushing her to it, you know, but she's Reality TV it. 101, you know, no yeah. one... So that's her don't own trust fault. everyone to yeah. like, you know, like don't have your full trust in a producer. You're an idiot. If you think that you you're on TV at this point, it's 2024. The show has been on for 20 years. If you don't know that you shouldn't say something to a producer unless you want it on TV, then you are stupid. Yeah. That's her own issues. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. So Craig, what do you take away from this girl Friday? <sighs> How about that? What did I do? What no, I'm I just do? making sure. The thing is, he, <laughs> Craig, he, do you I, understand I'm women not, and their I, complex not, machinations with each other? Evidently I, not. According I, I'm to not easier. picking on you. I'm not trying to pick on you. I am trying to ask whether it was as clear to your average male as it was to us. Your so you're calling viewer. me an average male? I'm saying you could be a <laughs> every man. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. You could be, I mean, that's why you, that's why we have this podcast. So we can kind of deliberate with all sides of an audience. Right. So what's the takeaway from this argument? Yeah. I don't know. Let, uh, let's just, let's just big picture it. This is a girl fight. Do you agree? Like this is a fight men wouldn't really have. At least not um, in this way. Um, um. I don't know. Like some of the things she said are things that a guy would say. Such as? Like, oh, my friends and I would die for each other or whatever. I mean, that's something that we'd hear on the Jersey Shore, but like not like your average man. (laughs) You man, you DTF. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the same thing. Down to friend die for each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, Okay. For sake of argument. No, it's not an argument that the guys would have. Okay. And then what do you take away from this fight ultimately? Like, would, okay, let's just say you're Joey. Someone brings, like, throws this all up on you verbally. They're just like, then Leah did this, then Maria did this, and then Medina went home, and then Sydney went home. Like, what would you make of it? If it was all brought to you on one, like, spill? I would say that Maria's going to be top three, probably. So I would just say, like, this is all getting in the way of Maria's my sex with Maria. Yeah. My sex with Maria in the fantasy suite. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Okay. Well, all right. Say That's Craig, what Joey's thinking in this situation. You asked, wait, hold on. You asked what Joey's thinking. And I just gave you an answer. And now you're laughing at me. No, I think. <laughs> well, it's... no, cause it is, it is funny, but I know what you're thinking is Joey clearly has chemistry with her. He doesn't want to believe that she's any of the things that these girls are saying. And from what we see, she isn't those things, right? But it is a distraction because he's like, I just want to have fun, flirty time with Maria, see how it goes. And now people are telling me she's a bully. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
I was more interested in Craig. Say you're a contestant on The Bachelorette and you're one of the group of men and you're one of your closest male friends just got eliminated on a two-on-one with their arch rival who you also dislike. <laughs> would you be friendly to the arch rival or would you be like, no, I'm with, I'm with the gang. We hate that guy. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably I, I, be friendly. I, I want to say that that does happen with men, the, the, the opposite except in man world, but it doesn't break down like this. The way the things Leah does are some things that you rarely see outside of high school girls. Yes. Locker rooms. And I would say we've seen men doing this on The Bachelorette, but they do it in a very different way. Like you're saying, like they would have they would not have had a one on one conversation. It would have been like the three or four other men in that group would have talked to that men together to be like, hey, why if are you were, now with this guy? That guy sucks. Especially <laughs> if he was like some perfect firefighter you know, PhD uh, <laughs> firefighter. PhD who, shirtless firefighter. Right. Bodybuilder was man. the heir of the gum, you know, juicy fruit fortune or something. Whoa. <laughs> the juicy fruit fortune firefighter. She's a PhD sprinkle man. heiress, guys. So watch out. <laughs> um, okay, we can move on. I just want to, I, I wanted to see how this fight was perceived. I understood it. I didn't want to have understood it, you know, I, I it's it's kind of uh, like, ugh, like it grosses me out that people that I've grown out of it and that people haven't, you know, even yeah. though I'm not that's, on par with the world and growing up. But it, it's a, a fair gross thing, thing to, say. to do. Yeah. Just, it's a gross just keep thing in mind, isn't Leah like 23? Um, yes, she that is. is what we're keeping <laughs> in mind. She is very young. And this is but a very, also, like, high school mentality that she still has. Yeah. And as I said, Maria is an easy punching bag. So um, She is. And I would say another thing that I learned in my being very online trolls of the internet about The Bachelor is, that makes sense to me, is that apparently the roommates in the mansion, like, who shared a room, it was Sydney, Leah, Jess, and Rachel shared a room together. Whoa. So they're like a four-pack. They come together. Okay, yeah. let's talk about Kelsey's picnic date and then the paint group date. You guys can bunch them all together and the flamenco date, bunch them all together. Let's like, go to, we, they go to Spain. Um, right. Wait, who gets cut in Malta besides um, Sydney? Uh, Edwina. Edwina, okay, yeah, and somebody else, right? There was like another woman. She got cut in one of them. I'm going to look this up because I was like, who got cut in <laughs> there is like a website that basically will just tell you uh all right week four eliminations who gets sent home in malta because we know sydney goes home on the two and one and then uh was it all right hang on i scroll to the bottom of this thing why don't you just tell me at the top the thing i want to know <laughs> hey easier did you know where malta was when they said that they were going to malta yes but i I you knew it was off the coast of Italy, of Sicily? Yes. Well, I mean, I guess I did. I pictured it more to the left of the map. I thought it was closer to Greece than it was. Uh, yeah, um, I was like, I knew it was an island there. But I was like, oh, wow, it's really close to Italy. And I thought it was a little bit closer to, like, Crete and Greece and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, but it's well, much closer to Italy. Okay, so who got cut? Okay, so 
Uh, let's see. It is. Oh, it's really at the bottom of this. Oh, okay. So technically, no one got cut in the Monday night's episode because they, um, right. yeah, they, they, yeah, exactly. They cut off at Maria being like, "Should I just go home because everyone hates me?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then, all right, do do do. So there's two rose ceremonies in Tuesday night. Okay, yes, it's Edwina and Allison, the younger sister, get cut in Malta. Okay. Then they go to Spain, and the um, Kelsey A gets the one-on-one date on the scooter, and everyone's so jealous that she gets the scooter date. Yeah. They're talking really a lot about how Joey comes up on the little scooter, and he gets her, and they're like, oh, I wish it was me on the scooter. I'm, uh, I'm rooting for Kelsey A. I think it could be Daisy, Kelsey A, and... Uh, Maria now. I like Kelsey A's hair. See, I, yeah. I I think Kelsey A is definitely a sex pick, like to be sure, and maybe even has a good story enough to be a contender. But I don't like her. <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't know what it is. I don't find her um like. But her parents were Spanish. I don't. Know. Uh, yeah, one of her grandmother was uh, was Spanish, like from. Uh-huh. I I don't like either Kelsey. It's like I don't. Something is off with them. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, with Rachel and her day, I kind of believed her more. Like everything she said was felt more real to me. But this is just my feeling. It's just yeah, is, your, is that your son? Like, is he? It sounds he's like he's. Battle. He's playing with little plastic buttons. Okay, Okay. so yeah, Kelsey has the one-on-one. One one of her grandmothers is from Spain, and she made it sound like they were from that region of Spain, like they're from Andalusia or something, Um, which, who knows. Uh, They go on a date, it's fine. I did laugh at, um, they went up to some stand and got like a pastry, and yeah, I think that was, yeah, and then somebody was like, the woman was like, are you married? And they're like, no, dating. She was like, so you're lovers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and it just made me think of that SNL skit where they're like, where it's like Rachel Dratch and Will Ferrell being like, love us. Right. Yeah. Are they lovers? No, they're not. No, they're they're not lovers at this point in time. Right. As far as we know. They could it would be pretty s- wild if they were. <laughs> um, okay, let's get through this. I mean, whatever. These dates are all the same. Yeah. So, like, I agree with that. What's there to say? Yeah, so Kelsey gets the rose. Date goes well. They have... Um, like, Easier, you... Yeah. Let me guess. When she said that her mom died of cancer, you were like, all people die. No, Craig, what? It. I actually kind of thought she... <laughs> as I told you last time, a parent recently died. They really need to not go on reality TV. They need to deal with their emotions... On their yeah, but own. She died, the mom died a long time ago. No, it, like. it was months ago. Not even a no. full year. Wait, Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey I didn't A? I the amount of time. Oh, I thought I heard like nine months or something like that. No, I heard when she was young. No, that's not correct. No, though. no, you're I, thinking of Maria's story where her parents separated and they, her, she and her mom got in a car accident together when she was really young. And then her mom was like really depressed and that led to the breakup of the marriage. No, no, that's fine and all. But I, I got the sense from Kelsey A that her mom died of breast cancer a long time ago. I don't think so. Um, I'll have to 
Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> unclear on how long ago her mother died, but her mother died. And that was the story here. And then there was a painting group date for all the other women, which was mostly yeah. for the narrative of Leah being like, I'm good at everything. I'm an amazing painter. I'm going to win this because I'm just much more talented than these women. Right. You know what was so good about, I mean, I rarely do I think that their sob story is in any way a sob story and also that it directly ties their personality. But Maria's actually seems like it does and is a sob story, you know? Like she has like a very brash, free, free-spirited kind of feel to her and everything she said about why that is makes sense kind of raised by her dad her mom was depressed in and out of the picture go through a lot of survivor guilt things and she's just happy to be alive because she didn't really live it you know she wasn't conscious mm -hmm. like the yeah, whole she thing, was like too young to remember it yeah it makes like perfect sense i mean maybe it's not correct but in terms of explaining it she did a great job and i was like whoa that really explains who you are maria great job like whoa <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting because I wasn't expecting her to have a sad story at that point in time. This is on the, the evening portion of that group date after the painting daytime ends and Jess gets extra time. That's what Craig and I were, were briefly talking about before where they roll around on the canvas, but you don't see much of it. They just showed a very quick shot and move away. And then Maria tells her story. And yeah, I was kind of like, this, this does make sense. I get it. Uh, and then she gets the group date rose, which you know drove the women crazy. Mm. He seems to award sob stories um, every time, even though he knows he wants to give it to her anyway. Like it's oh, not like yeah. he, she's she's cut or anything. Okay, last thing I want to talk about, which I thought was, I don't Joey's I, I don't white wanna... white bathing suit. Yeah, you want to well, talk yeah, about okay. um... fashion? You're right. Yeah, but there's a, because... there's some fashion we can talk about in these two episodes. <laughs> Live acapella, both of you guys. Good job. <sighs> Wait, I want to say mine, but just in case I don't get through the rest. And Caitlin, I need your help. Sydney was wearing some of the ugliest, com like an ugly <laughs> outfit. <laughs> ugly individual pieces, ugly everything on her, the daytime portion of her date, her two-on-one. That has to be, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't, you know, I feel like an old person. Like, this is fashionable. <laughs> this like is an old so <laughs> ugly. I mean, but it ugly. It is like, fashionable, I will tell you that, because... Things I've learned about Sydney this week when I was Googling to be like, what's her deal? Uh, well, we knew she owns a vintage store. That's like what her little Chiron is, right? She owns a vintage store in Newport, Rhode Island. She also owns a social media marketing agency that's based in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. And her hometown in Massachusetts is the same hometown as our superfan Jocelyn. Whoa. Yes, which I texted her and she was like, How did you even find that out? And I was like, I am on the internet a lot, Jocelyn. A lot. <laughs> um Can you describe it? Because it was so ugly. Her it was like date outfit? Yeah, there was cloud platform. 
Yeah, she oh. had those slides. They were like black plastic slides that have like the cloud bottom. And then it was a pair of um like denim cut off shorts. And there was like kind of a, a loose flowy top on top of it. And she was wearing a bathing suit underneath it because Maria was too. That was part of their their brief was like they were going to wear bathing suits and have cover ups over them. It was just kind of a, I mean, especially compared to Maria was wearing an ankle length, like yellow dress with a cutout and you could see her bathing suit on and it was a cute outfit. So especially side by side, their daytime looks were Mm -hmm. like Sydney's felt very casual in a way. Maria's was a little bit more dressed up. It didn't feel like a date date outfit, but I think it is, it does fit all of the trends. It is on trend. And Sydney is good at that because that's part of her job. It's got to be the most butt ugly dress. If she had a two on one, you'd think you'd be comparing. You'd think you'd be like, she's wearing a hot yellow dress. I better wear a hot dress too. Well, maybe yeah. she didn't see what Maria was wearing till they'd already went out. And suitcases and she couldn't change. If I would have walked out and looked like that and Maria looked like that, I'd been like, I'm I just lost. Goodbye. Yeah, because Maria looked like sexy and fun, like she always does, basically. And Sydney looked like I'm having a casual hangout. I'm (laughs) I'm on girls vacay. Well, she looked like she was going to that Orange County Cowboy Festival that Daisy went to at the beginning of the season. Yeah, though I would say if you're going to any sort of festival, I want a closed toe shoe. I don't want an open toe <laughs> shoe at a festival. I now, want to be wearing like um, a boot. Easier before we started fashion, you said there was one thing you wanted to talk about. That's what it was. It oh. it was Sydney's was outfit. Sydney, that's got to be the. It's so ugly. So okay. I I understand that it's fashionable, but it's it, thing is altogether, it's not fashionable. It makes you look like you. You know, you fell out of a TJ Maxx or something. (laughs) It looks horrible. Yeah, I would say for her job is basically like she owns this vintage store. And some of that is you go to thrift stores and you pick up things to resell at a higher price because you're curating them. Right. Mm -hmm. So she has to have an eye for things that will sell. I think that kind of stuff that she's wearing will sell in a store. But it is not it is not as sexy of an outfit. Mm hmm. And it looked bad on her. I, maybe that was the issue, too. But she just, she looked like she got wet, you know? She looked like she was, like, like she was carrying her shoes, like, you know, clawed, like, Frankenstein shoes. Like, she looked like her hair was all down. And she looked like she just dried off and was really uncomfortable. So, to me, it looked wrong. And it made her look even worse than mm-hmm. she already does. I yeah, think. it was like it was the wrong outfit for that date, particularly because what Maria was wearing was like both sexier and sort of like a cool, different outfit, which is kind of Maria's style on this show is that her fashion is like a little bit different than everyone else's, which I always appreciate on these when you're not in the same pattern as everyone else. I do. I do right. like when they go a little bit off script, even if it's ugly when they go out of trend. I think it's cooler to be like, oh, you've got your own style. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I would say the number one fashion thing I want to talk about is Joey and his little dancing boots wearing shorts. Uh, yes, yes, the dancing boots with the shorts. And he brought up he was very concerned that Rachel would see him. He was like, oh, I shouldn't have worn shorts on this date because of the dancing boots, because they're like little ankle boots. They give them the shoes to dance in. Right. No, nope, the nope little, to... they got a heel for the dance. They look like ankle boots I would wear. (laughs) 
Never wear shorts on a date. There. Never? Even if it's like you're going to the beach or something? No, they're not going to the beach. <laughs> well, no, they're in a city. That is true. Yeah. They're in a city. So, but yeah, he was very concerned. That's why she I wear see the boots with the shorts and I be wear put convertible off. Pants. <laughs> this is where your pants would really come in handy. Yeah, I wear if you were wearing pants. them as shorts, you would have had the extra pieces tucked yeah. in the pockets and been able to put them back on. Exactly. See, the word to the wise. So Joey should have been wearing zip-off tactical pants here, and then he wouldn't have had the embarrassing image of his little legs out. <laughs> but I have to say, it didn't give but me the, the ick. I wasn't put off by it. I thought it was funny and cute. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing is he keeps talking about himself. He's like, he, he could have just not brought attention to it. Just been like, there's a cute outfit on me, you know, dep- self-deprecating once. But he kept talking about it. He did that a few times mm. throughout the episode. And I was like, what? Yes. Are going he on brought it up in, um, in Malta on the yeah. Monday episode when he's talking about like his little outfit i get you know because he's like shirtless and he's got like a chain mail cowl or whatever around his neck but he's shirtless <laughs> uh which is a funny look i have to say to be like accessorize but shirtless um and he calls himself the fun size bachelor i do think he has a little bit of a complex about the fact that he's not as tall or as buff as many of the bachelors have been in the past well it's like an average height man and he's muscular but not like built I'd have that complex, too, if I were the bachelor. Well, I, I kind of think it's part of his all his plan, you know, to be like, ah, you know, I'm just I'm just a cute yes. little guy. And I'm he like, yeah, whatever. a cute little guy. That's his thing. But also, I think this is the same type of complex. Like, Zach had this, too, because, you know, he buffed up in between mm-hmm. his season with Rachel and then becoming The Bachelor. He worked out a ton specifically to get more muscle tone because he knew they were going to make him be shirtless. And he, like... He talked about it with Jesse, if you remember, on his season, being like, like Jesse was like, yeah, you're really bulked up, man, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think Joey might have worked out a bit, but it wasn't as noticeable of a difference, where, like, Zach was, like, taking protein powder or something. Like, he was, like, really concerned about right. those shirtless scenes. And I think, like, he was more in a complex about being, like, not fit enough to be Bachelor than Joey is. Joey seems to know that it's okay that he's not muscle-bound mm-hmm. man you know he's not he's not like clayton where clayton was like muscle 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 i'm very tall you know and he's he's like an average height man with muscle but not insane built and i think he's i don't think he's as concerned about it as zach was about his own body but he's concerned enough to know both that like he can bring it up but also that he can be cute about it to be like, I'm just a regular little guy, just a cute little guy, not crazy, not weird body where I spend all my time in the gym. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I think it's a I think it's all a thing, you know, it's all the part of the Joey suck you in to his world thing where <laughs> he knows he's attractive, but he pretends like he he concentrates on the bad parts of himself so that people will bring up the other parts. You know, it's like, does this dress look, do mm-hmm. I look fat in this dress? And then some people will say, you look excellent. Like, he does that a lot. And I, I cannot <laughs> deal with a woman or a man like that. I cannot deal with a person like that. Hmm. Where they want constant compliments. That's what it felt yeah. like to me. I find it kind of funny because one thing about, like, so my my most recent ex was fairly short, right? Like, I'm not a tall person, so he was taller than me. 
And to me, I'm like, obviously, I know that you're kind of short. I have eyes, you know, like I can see when I stand next to you that you're like two inches taller than me. Right. But in his head, he'd be like, oh, I never think of myself as short. And I was like, interesting. And I didn't know if it was like, a, you know, what I mean? like if it's a thing where you're trying to be like, I don't even notice my shortcomings because, right. you know, and it was like, obviously, I don't find it unattractive or I wouldn't be dating you. You know what I mean? Like, but I always find it funny when men are like they think you don't notice certain things about them that they're trying to hide as like their unattractive side. And you're like, obviously I know that I'm like, (laughs) I have eyes. I clearly don't find it problematic or I like it because I'm already dating you. And I don't know if that's like part of Joey's thing is like, you know, I'm a little guy wearing shorts with boots, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Is that like he brings it up to forestall someone else being like, LOL, you're short. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's not even short. I think he's like 5'11 or something. You know what I mean? Like he's like a very normal height. I choose to not acknowledge that I have a belly there. (laughs) Yes, I've dated men like that too. They'll be like, she doesn't know this. Because she's she hasn't she seen me with my shirt off yet, and it was like, or I'm aware because I can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, word of the wise: wear pants on a date. You never know. Yeah, wear the tactical zip-off pants because then you can go any any anywhere short or long yeah. pants. You can go in the water, you know, get them wet. They'll quick dry. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a fashion statement that easier. It's similar to yours in that. I did not like what Lexi was wearing in the daytime portion of her one-on-one date. And it is completely on trend, the whole thing. I just don't like it. It was like, she's wearing those pale mom jeans that everyone loves now, you know? And then it was with a blue, like, bandeau top where it's, like, strapless, but then it's got an asymmetrical hem. So it comes down on one side. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, I hate this top with these pants. I just hate it. Like, the colors are too similar First of all, oh, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. strapless tops to begin with. For me, this is like a practicality thing. I want to be wearing a bra, which means I don't want to be wearing a strapless top, you know? Right. Yeah, but she was wearing two colors was, that were very close to each yeah. other. Like, I was like, this is not a cute outfit to me, but mm-hmm. clearly it's the outfit she chose for her daytime date, so she liked it, and I think it is considered a very trendy outfit. Right. Just not, not a thing that I personally like. Right just looks uncomfortable it looked uncomfortable i remember thinking that like yes. she looks like she doesn't want anything to happen to her top or her bottom part she's mm-hmm. like uh, uh, trying to make sure well, i'm okay. never wear a strapless top on a date because you have to be really careful about activities like what if you did a street dancing thing with her like you did with like kelsey a she couldn't put her hands above her head without being worried that the boobs would come out a former roommate of mine once said you have to make sacrifices to look good good words on I mean, the podcast on it, it could be. We didn't even talk about uh, Rachel's one-on-one date. I don't know. I think we've done. I think we've done these two episodes justice. You think so? Unless you, unless you have anything. Pr- unless you have two anything major pressing. things, Craig. Rachel's one-on-one date, which fine. We don't need to talk that much about. It seems like they got along really well. They're, you know, it's, it's going well. I think she's going to go far. Right. And then the last thing that we basically end on is. Jess freaking out over the rose ceremony right before the rose ceremony because Maria had a rose, but yet she spoke to Joey. Yeah, it was more of the piling on thing where Maria has become 
um, just yes, yeah, so she, an easy target for them. For those women. For Anything women. she does. It's like, have you heard of the, the bitch eating crackers meme where it's like, when you hate somebody so much, anything they do will annoy you. So it's like, oh, this, you know, this bitch eating crackers is annoying me. And it's because right. you already hate her so much that her like eating a cracker makes you be like, wow, F her. Yeah. She's the worst. Yeah. They're at that level with Maria. Anything she does is wrong and horrible and they will all freak out over it. But just happened to be. Yeah, she she came across as very silly in this moment because she's talking about how important it is to get time. But yes, we all know she got extra time on the group date. So she has already had time with Joey this week. But and then she calls Maria like a bitch in this scene, too, Mm -hmm. which was pretty funny, honestly, because it was like out of nowhere. It was like pretty early to talk to Joey when you already have a rose. It's because you're a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It, It honestly spoke more to me. It seemed more like she like the pressure of the show the long hours the lack of sleep the amount of alcohol the women dropping that you know were your friends is getting to them it seemed like that that was the way she was crying was not a crying because i'm actually hurt crying because this person offended me it was a hysterical cry of like lack of biological needs being met and why when I saw that I was like you know I'm not a big fan of her uh to begin with but I felt like this person needs to say like I need a I need to see a psychologist on set right now like I am not sleeping you know there's a whole I don't want to go into it because Craig's already checked out but yeah yeah, um Craig's ready to go yeah there's there's a whole there's a uh, uh one of the love is blind contestants Two of them actually um, started this whole kind of like expose. One of them is a lawyer and the other one is starting like the union for mm. for um, reality TV show people. Uh, and I like them both on their, on their, I think they were on the same season, which is pretty interesting. Um, but Love is Blind contestants seem to be smarter than your average reality TV show contestant. Anyways, point being that she seemed like she needed other needs met and she just kind of let it boil over into the Maria thing. That's all. Okay. Yeah, she actually <laughs> made a comment online about this and basically said what you're saying, Yara. She was like, you know, tired, oh, stressed, like, hang on, I'll find the exact wording because I just <gasps> up. Like, Craig, just give like two minutes, Craig. Come on. Can I, can I announce our social medias in the, while you're looking that up? Sure. Okay. We have social media accounts. It's at Bachelor PhD. Wherever you find social media, we're there. Follow us. DM us. If you DM us, you'll be DMing me and I'll DM you back. Otherwise, leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars talk about how much Craig size. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so it isn't exactly so easier. I found this. Uh, she posted, I think it was a TikTok, and it was like, when you're stuck at the mansion, but you got to stay entertained, was the caption. And then somebody commented and said, can we point out that you got angry at Maria for stealing time? But on the first episode, you did the same thing. And she wrote, she didn't steal time. I was upset that she talked to him so early when she had a rose. I had lost a lot of time due to drama involving her and let my emotions get the best of me, and I apologized. So I think the emotions get the best of me is a thing where she's like, just got worked up basically over nothing because she was already tired. And, but 
if she did apologize, we certainly haven't seen it yet. But it's, she sounds like mm-hmm. she's still doubling down on the, you know, talk to him so early when she already had a rose being problematic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Easier has muted herself again. Yeah, See? well, you don't want to hear this noise. Okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> yes. If you're muting, I'm sighing. And <laughs> Caitlin's looking up stuff on tabs she already closed. And it's time to end the podcast. No. Um, yes, you need to. Okay. Well, um, right. There is something to be said. I, she didn't quite say it, but I did. I do think that it was like a, yeah, like a just off your rocker kind of. Yeah. I think it's match. the kind of thing where something small became much bigger because she was already like, if this had happened a few weeks ago, maybe where somebody who she didn't like, and she thought they should have waited longer or something, maybe she would have been like, Ugh, but like not freaked out. But because she's already like, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, I don't, I don't know if I'm getting a rose, Maria talked to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, now we're ending. Yes. Okay. What, what a fun yeah. week of episodes. <laughs> Are we back to one episode next week? I think it's back to one. Another relic of the strike, Craig. Yeah. There you go. Just in case anyone wants to rewrite history later and say it was because something, something. You know, like, I feel like a lot of that is happening. Anyways. Next week, uh, I'll have watched the sixth and final episode of True Detective, Night Country. We can talk about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Goodbye. Bye, True Detective. Bye.